time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here we go. Number 64 on the 49ers roster countdown for 2023. We got a vet. Um, we have a vet that doesn't really fit a lot of the other sizes of wide receivers for the 49ers. That's Chris Conley. Um, you know, he, he's 30 years old. But he is tall, <laughs> he is uh, crazy long arms, explosive, still fast. I don't care if he's 30, probably the fastest wide receiver that the Niners still have on the roster despite being 30 years old. That's how much of a freak athlete this guy was. Whenever he came into the combine, he set the record, which is still the record, the NFL combine record, not just for wide receivers, 45-inch vertical and he's 6'3". So you're talking catch radius, athleticism, speed, and he's been around the block a time or two. Now, shout out to Josh, the 49ers guru, for setting up all of the breakdown for this episode. And uh, the 49ers wide receiver room is interesting because it's it's led by young bucks. Debo, you got Brandon Ayuk. Those are the two leaders. Juwan Jennings, all young, all young. Then you have some backups behind them, guys like Willie Sneed, guys like Chris Conley that are kind of the veteran presence that have been through a lot. Now, he's wearing jersey number 17 this year, 6'3", 205. He's tall, um, 92nd percentile in arm length with 33 and 3 quarter inch. Those are left tackle arm length. It's insane. 4'3", 5, 40-yard dash, 1.52, 10-yard, crazy fast, 7.063 cone, shifty, 11-foot, 7-inch broad jump, one of the best of all time. And 18 bench pressure. I mean, he's the dude's built. Um, he, he's he's a freak. These are the physical comps. Um, whenever you put it into mock draftable, Donovan Peoples Jones, Quentin Johnson, who just got drafted this year, John Baldwin. Y'all remember him? Uh, <laughs> uh, like, not that all those wide receivers are great or whatever, but you see the physical skill set, right? That's coming out. And he's going into his ninth season. How much longer does he have? I don't know. Um, you know, he's from Georgia, my neck of the woods, where I used to spend all my summers, uh, and went to North Paulding High School in Dallas, Georgia. Uh, spent a lot of time out there myself. Graduated with a degree in journalism while at the University of Georgia. Go dogs! And he's got a fellow uh, Bulldog on the roster now with rookie Robert Bill Jr., even though there's a huge age gap there. Now, he with Chris Conley, and you don't get the amount of information that is available now for rookies, right? You go back 10 years ago, it's just different. It's a different time there. But he's got a really cool story. You know, his father, career in the United States Air Force. His mother was a teacher, so you're talking about that balance. Chris was actually born on an Air Force base in Turkey, Adana, Turkey. Um, he was born on an Air Force base. Mother raised him devout Christian so much so, his name is actually Christian Conley. He goes by Chris but he's always been studious, and he can present well. I mean, journalism is really important to him. Whenever he was in elementary school, he won the uh, science fair project, but it wasn't just any science fair project. He won $5,000 cash and a full family trip from Georgia to go to Chicago to meet the great Bob Vila, uh, which is really, really cool, TV personality. So you can kind of see where this love for journalism and TV comes from. Huge fan of superheroes, all that kind of stuff. And when he was at the University of Georgia, Conley wrote, directed, and starred in um, a Star Wars fan film called Retribution. So uh, if any of you uh, Star Wars, I don't know what you call Star Wars fans, but hey, 
this dude is one of you. Southeastern Conference and NCAA Student Athletic Advisory Committees, leadership role, it fits in. So why bring him in? You've got these young bucks, you've got high-talented guys, but this is somebody who has mentored and helped people grow who were younger than him, who follow the path, right? This is the way. Uh, <laughs> like That's what Chris Conley does, and that's what the Niners are asking him to do with these young pups at the wide receiver position. Not so much Debo and Ayuk, but whenever you're looking at guys like Isaiah Winstead, right, who they brought in undrafted free agent, guys like um, Ronnie Bell, Danny Gray, that's what he's here to do. Yeah, playtime for sure, but it's more than that because this is somebody that's going to help them through training camps, going to teach them the savviness, the in and outs, the nuance of route running, stock blocking, all these different things that wide receivers need to know. He's going to have a master's degree in that. So let's go back to how he entered the league and talk about what Chris Conley has done with his NFL career. Nine years. Drafted in the third round, pick number 76 by the Kansas City Chiefs in the 2015 draft. That was a long time ago. Um, and so I went back, started looking through the 2015 draft. You know me. I, I love to see like where all these players went and in relation to whom and all that stuff. So three spots before Conley, Tevin Coleman, running back, went to the Falcons and Kyle Shanahan, right? Three spots after Conley, the 49ers, not with Kyle Shanahan. This was before him, selected Eli Harold. You guys remember that guy, right? Now, if we're looking at the division, Tyler Lockett went eight spots ahead of Chris Conley in that draft, and the 49ers ended up taking a wide receiver after all of those. DeAndre Smelter um, in the fourth round. And just to add a little salt to the wound, just in case, Stephon Diggs went in the fifth round of that year's draft. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of talent in and around there, and I like all the connections, uh, but all those people that missed because Stephon Diggs is just an absolute beast, and I'd say probably top five wide receiver in today's NFL. Now, Chris Conley's career stats. He's played with a lot of teams. He's traveled around, bounced around. 217 career receptions, 2,853 yards, 13.1 yards per catch, right? Big, fast, strong leaper. That's kind of what he brings. 15 touchdowns. He's got a 59.5% catch rate. It's just kind of what he is. You're going to get what you get. He's played... You know, he came into the league with the Chiefs. Then he went and joined the Jags. Got a couple good payday years. Texans on and off. Then back to then he went to Tennessee. Then back to Kansas City. Now he's with us. So he has played in a career total, hundred and nine games. When you have these height, weight, speed leapers. It's easy to keep them around because they can do one or two things well. Run straight downfield. It's a physically imposing threat to have a 6-3, 4. He probably runs a 4-4 now. I know he ran a 4-3-5 nine years ago, but he's still going to be a 4-4 guy. This is a professional athlete we're talking about with a 40-inch vertical. If you're a corner or a DC or a safety, you got to respect this man's deep playability. He's built in a laboratory. Now, the Niners signed him this year a one-year $1.3 million deal with four hundred grand guaranteed. Now, I think that tells us a couple things. Who is he competing with? Him and Willie Sneed are head-to-head. -head. You know, Sneed's got the special teams ability. Chris Conley's got the big play wide receiver ability, right? But they're both the vet veteran presence. Sneed only got 275000 guaranteed. So, Conley, they're, they're saying, look, man, you know, we, we were – 
bumping you up a little bit here. He also has a week one bonus of $102,000, so that's important. So if he makes the roster week one, he's getting that payday. And he's cashed in pretty good over his year. He's made $13 million for his career. Most of that came in those two years with the Jags, though. So uh, $5.8 million of his career earnings came with those two years from the Jags. Love to see people get paid. How's this guy make the roster? I, I really think that, one, he's got to outdo Willie Sneed. That's the number one competition for him. But then, secondly, you can't have any of the young pups outshine you. Ronnie Bell, Tay Martin, Isaiah Winstead, those guys. It, it, you've got to keep pace ahead of them and prove because, look, here's the deal. You, the 49ers don't have time to slowly bring up these young pups and get them playing time because you're a championship roster. That's what the Niners have currently. So Chris Conley can sit there and basically say, look, you're not going to miss out with me on the field. Can you trust these young guys? i played in over 100 NFL games. None of these guys has ever taken one snap in the NFL. Plus, he's more physically imposing than all of them by a considerable margin. This is what is in the kind of flux of this whole decision at the wide receiver position. And it's why there's so many. They have 11 wide receivers. Last year, they kept five or six active on game days. That means half these guys not going to be around. I like Chris Conley. I like the veteran presence. Can he do something on special teams? I doubt it. Not too much. He's going to have to prove that the size, speed, athleticism is still there. Glad that he's a part of this team, and I hope he can bring up those young pups during training camp. But for us, we're just going to keep counting them down. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. By far one of my favorite sophomore players on the 49ers 91-man roster, safety prospect Taylor Hawkins. He is he's fun. And all the time that he got in preseason last year was a blast because he just exploded off the tape. No bad tape at all in three games played. Played 99 snaps in the preseason last year. Training camp was everywhere. Just he's such a solid, chill player that we had him last year on our countdown, 87. 63 this year. He jumped up. I'm not a smart man. I think that's 24 spots in one year. This is the exact route that you want undrafted free agents to make. Now, did he get a play in any games whatsoever? Was he ever called up to the active roster? No. He spent the entire year on the practice squad. Didn't get cut. Was They protected. They kept him there the whole time. This is the development that you want out of undrafted free agent rookies, learn the system, grow within, be a part of the team, learn all these things. When your chance comes, 
you'll get the opportunity to be successful. And we'll see if that happens this year. Do want to say thank you to Josh, 49ers guru, for putting together this episode. So let's dive into a little bit more what Taylor Hawkins is and what he brings. Wears jersey number 41, six foot one, two oh five. Now, for 49ers defensive backs, that's perfect. Right at that six foot two hundred pound threshold that they like for all of their corners, slots, safeties. They want that same measurement. Now the problem with Taylor is tiny arms, 30 and a half inch arms. <coughs> Excuse me. That's why he can't play outside and why he won't. That's, this is why he's probably gonna be a safety only, maybe nickelback, but that would just be an emergency case, and I don't think the Niners want anything to do with that. Safety-only prospect. 25 years old, 40-yard dash, 4.53. No problem. He might be the fastest <laughs> uh, 49er safety on the roster um, as far as 40-yard dash times go. 10-yard split, 1.56. That's great. Three cones, 7.21. Leaves a little bit to be wanting on the change of direction, and that shows up on film as well. Probably... One of my biggest question marks about his his play, he's smart, decisive, knows where to go, reads well, awareness is great. Change of direction leaves a little bit to be wanting, and the three cone kind of shows you that as well. 9-8 broad jump, okay. 14 bench press reps, that's pretty solid. Now he's going into his second season. Um, he went to Palm Springs High School uh, here in California. Then he chose to go to San Diego State. We'll jump into that, uh, the Aztecs. Now, at Palm Springs, um, he was a four-year letter winner. And, man, when he showed up, they started winning, and they won the whole time. When he left, it hasn't been the same. Uh, was a track star as well, 10.8 in the 100, 22.6 in the 200, 44.4 in the 400. So he's got burst, but he's got top-end speed as well. Um, he helped Palm Springs to the 2015 um, CIF championship. No team from the Valley has won a championship since. He's pretty damn good. And there was a trio of players there that were awesome. It wasn't like he was the only guy, but he was incredible. Um, Three-time first-team all-selection, two-time first-team all-CIF pick. He was a three-star recruit by rivals. Uh, they classified him as an athlete. Was he going to be a wide receiver? Was he going to be a corner? What, what were we going to do with him? But while he was there, Palm Springs went 24 with only three losses. I mean, they were just really, really, really good. He had a lot of offers. Arizona State, Colorado, Colorado State, Fresno State, Nevada, San Jose State, UNLV, Washington, Washington State, Wyoming. He chose San Diego, went to the Aztecs, and had a lot of success there. All Mountain West second team in 2021. All Mountain West honorable mention 2020. Special teams ace. And just kind of... He's just a solid player everywhere he goes. Now he comes out, um, enters the draft, did not get drafted. Uh, Dane Brugler of The Athletic had him as the number 36 safety in the 2022 class. I didn't do film work on him before he was drafted. Uh, look at his stats compiled in college. 169 tackles, 5 tackles for loss, 3 interceptions, 18 pass breakups. That's the that's the one that shows up to me in one forced fumble. Now, graduates... From San Diego State with a sociology degree, uh, likes to study people. That's huge, and he's only had two transactions in the NFL. August thirty first, or sorry, yeah, August thirty first, twenty twelve, twenty two. Didn't get drafted. Niners brought him into the practice squad. Kept him all year. Then brought him back under a reserve futures contract. Uh, January thirty first, twenty twenty three. 
I don't expect them to be released again. Now, the one issue is, yeah, this could be somebody that, you know what, doesn't make the 53. We got him 63 here. But he's got a lot of experience. He played in 57 college games. 40 of those were starts, but he's got experience. He's got playing time. This guy has been playing nonstop, starting nonstop, since he was a freshman in high school. Now, let's break down the preseason because we have NFL tape on him, and it was fun. I remember during the preseason, every single week, just, okay, I'm bumping Taylor Hawkins up. I'm bumping Taylor Hawkins up. And he, he was awesome. He had 99 total snaps, 12 special team snaps in the three preseason games in 2022 for the Niners. Um, here are his scores, right? Pro football focus. 74 overall defense. That's good. 58.2 run defense. That's not good. 81.9 tackling. Great. 74.8 coverage. Great. He had six tackles, zero missed tackles, two solo stops, one interception, he allowed one catch for five yards in all three preseason games. Preseason games. He had as many interceptions as he allowed catches. Um, he he allowed an NFL quarterback passer rating of forty seven point nine in those three games, and it showed on tape. It showed on the PFF scores. It showed on that. So I went back each game and I wanted to see because I remember he was near the top. You know, I always post the PFF scores after each game. Um, game one. Preseason versus Green Bay, he was the seventh highest rated defender for the Niners out of 29 players who played. Game two against Minnesota, fifth highest defender out of 23. Um, and his interception won the game. Minnesota was, uh, it's preseason, I understand that. But not for him, it's not. This is, he's putting out quality tape. Minnesota's going to take the lead late in the game. He intercepts the ball, game's over, 49ers win. I, I understand this preseason. But we've got to break down and judge what we get. That's what we got at Taylor Hawkins. He's in the red and gold, baby. So, to me, does it show up on stats for his career? No. But every opportunity he has had, he has seized. Game three versus the Houston Texans, the last time we saw him, he was the 14th highest rated defender out of 27. So, average. So, there's just no bad tape on him. Um, you know, again, it's 99 snaps, but... After a full season on the practice squad, whew, I'm telling you, the seasoning, it's there. Almost right, baby. Now, film stuff that I saw on him, uh, quick and decisive. That's just what I kept saying. Like, reacts quick. Awareness is there. Route recognition is there. Awareness is there. Um, I, I I put on my notes, uh, duck-type feet. <laughs> He's just always calm, cool, collected. Doesn't panic. And, you know, upper body is just nice and smooth, even though his feet are freaking going, you know, 100 miles an hour. Doesn't overreact, doesn't panic, just seems chill. He plays a lot more like a Tayshawn Gibson than he does, you know, uh, Talano Hufunga. He's not a Hufunga type player. He is the over-the-top free safety type last case of defense type of a thing. Uh, so, again, think more Tayshawn Gibson. Than Talanohu Funga. Change the directions of concern. I didn't like that. Tighter lower body than I would have liked. Tackles well, but could use his arms a little better. He had no missed tackles, but a lot of times he'll make the tackle and his arms aren't even engaged. That's one thing I didn't like. Now, what does it look like for him to make the 53? We got him at 63. That's 10 spots out. He's close, baby. Special teams, he can play. Now, the problem he has... 
you look at the safety depth chart, okay? Talano, Hufunga, Tayshon Gibson, those are your starters. You sp- you traded up in the third round for Jair Brown. He's way ahead of Taylor Hawkins. And then you got George Odom, your special teams ace who happens to maybe play safety. The Niners do not want George Odom to play safety under any single situation whatever. He, he came in one drive, I think, versus the Falcons last year, and they had like three receptions over him for a touchdown. Uh, not all three went for a touchdown. But it was one drive. Three huge plays, and one of them happened to be a touchdown. So I think Taylor Hawkins and then undrafted free agent this year, Avery Young, are squarely behind those four. But if an injury does take place, you know, from one of those top three safeties, Hufunga, Gibson, or Jair Brown, that is where Taylor Hawkins will come in. Because, as I said before, I don't think the Niners want George Odom taking any snaps at safety whatsoever. They don't want it. Last year, the 49ers had Gibson, Hufunga, and Jimmy Ward. I don't think, you know, with Jimmy Ward gone now, if an injury happens, I would not be shocked at all if Taylor Hawkins gets called up as the backup safety over George Odom. Just let Odom do his special team stuff. He He's the emergency safety, the number four safety. Because the Niners got three safeties they like. Hufunga, Gibson, Jair Brown. But... If one of those guys go goes down and will miss any amount of time, that's where Taylor Hawkins comes in, and I think that they have a lot of faith in him. Now, do I think Hufunga and Jair Brown, they want more in the attacking, in-the-box, kind of strong safety role, even though we do definitely exchange safeties, both safeties often. But if Gibson goes down, Taylor Hawkins will be there. Um, it, it's, it's, it's just a plug-and-play type player where it fits, I'm excited for him. I don't have him making the 53 outside of an injury, but I'm telling you this right now. The 49ers like this kid as much as I do. We had him way back, 87 last year. Dude's climbing. I'm excited. Taylor's going to be playing football during the regular season for the 49ers this year or next. It is happening. This kid can't be stopped. I just think he's a perfect fit in exactly what the Niners want. Steve Wilkes coming in. He's going to get some – he's he going to learn <laughs> in the best way. So Taylor Hawkins, excited to see him. Preseason by far, I'm going to be watching number 41 out there making plays. And for us, we'll just keep counting them down. We have a familiar face making another appearance on the roster countdown for 2023. Roz Duct Tape Dwelly Baby. Such a fan favorite that any play you think of with Roz Dwelly is almost always a positive one because – He hasn't had a lot of negative plays, especially on the receiving end of the football. Now, as we jump into this, he comes in number 62 this year. He was 58 on last year's roster countdown. So it dropped down a little bit, rightfully so, whenever the Niners draft not one, but two new tight ends to take his spot. But we had him relatively high because we know the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan do not like to trust rookies very often unless they have to. So Dwelly... I don't think he's going anywhere this year. He might be off and on the roster, but I do fully expect him to get some more contribution to the 2023 season. I want to say shout out to the man, Josh, the 49ers guru, uh, did the research on this show. Now, Dwelly's going to continue to wear number 82, six foot five, 235, short arms, 31 inch arms, 28 years old. Um, and again, 1.78 10 cone, not speedy. You know, you look at the 7.1 three cone, not shifty. He's not fast. He's not quick. He's not elusive. 
He's just reliable. If you need somebody to get the job done, that's whenever he comes into play. But yeah, 5'1", 40-yard dash coming out of college, not great. 27-inch um, vertical, not great. 8-foot broad jump, 8-foot 6 inches. I don't want to short him at all. But he's entering his sixth season, and he has carved out a niche on this 49ers roster because he's so dang reliable. There's a reason why we started calling him Duct Tape Dwelly. He just fixes stuff that's broke. You got a fullback that's out? Call Dwelly. You got a tight end out? Dwelly a step in. And, like, it's these types of, you know, they're often referred to as kind of like glue guys. They're not starters. They're not stars. But they just keep everything intact until you get your stars back. And that's exactly what he's been. Now, he's a California kid. Went to Oak Ridge High School in El Dorado Hills, the Trojans. Then he went to the University of San Diego um, and graduated with an industrial engineering degree. Was a two-star recruit. Now, here's what's crazy. His, his story's interesting because, you know, if you look at what he did, uh, Oak Ridge's football coach kind of talked him into and pressured him into going back to the sport of seniors. He was a pitcher. He was a big-time baseball player. And so it was hard for him to see football, and whenever he played football, he was a quarterback. And so, you know, they, they kind of got him to go back, and he wanted to focus on baseball. He didn't think football was his future. But credit to the high school football coach just getting him out there. Now, goes to San Diego and eventually, you know, kind of switched to the tight end position. And, man, he, he completely dominated. Listen to his... His stats in college, all-time leader for Titans ever at USD, 197 receptions, 2,300 yards, and 26 touchdowns. It's pretty damn incredible. Um, AP, All-American third-team offense. FCS, All-American third-team offense. I mean, you can go on and on and on and on. Now, he does a lot of stuff off the field as well. He spends time volunteering with the Evening of Dreams Foundation, which they organize proms for teenagers with special needs, which is absolutely incredible. Um, and just, you know, he's been a bubble player with the Niners. That's just what he has been. And I don't expect that to, to change, especially now. You know, he was an undrafted free agent in 2018. Now, listen to some of these stats that he's accumulated. Like, this guy's an anomaly. And you can say, well, it's a small sample size, and you're right, but... He's just done well. He's got 58 career targets, 43 career receptions, 500 total yards, and 11.8 yards per catch for his career, five touchdowns, 74% catch rate. Those are good, solid numbers. Not anything that's going to like you know make your eyes pop or whatever. Now, if we just look at 2022, didn't play near as much as he's used to. 101 offensive snaps, but 238 special team snaps last year. Those are valuable. In today's NFL, special teams matters. He appeared in 11 games total. Now, here's the downfall. He's not a star. He's not athletic enough to be a star. He only had one game out of all 11 where he had better than a 62 PFF score. Um, three catches on the year on five targets. Now, he only had three catches, but he made them count. 105 yards last year on those three catches, one for a touchdown, 45 yak yards out of 100, 105. That's incredible. 35 yards per catch last year. Throw him the ball more. Um, once you got McCaffrey and Debo healthy, it's pretty difficult to chart up, you know, 
targets for Dwelly or Warner for that matter, the other tight end. It just doesn't make sense. So when one finally does go his way, he better be damn well open. Now, here's what's great. You know, if you look at his best years, 2018, his rookie year was his highest rated season with a 61.6 PFF score. He's not elite, guys. But here we go. My favorite Dwelly stat is that he has never registered a drop his entire career. Never dropped a pass. Never. But the flip side of that, he's only forced two missed tackles his entire career. Both of those came in 2020. But the whole story is negative things don't happen when Dwelly's around. His career NFL passer rating when targeted, 128.9. That's amazing. However, a lot of that's Kyle Shanahan and... Whenever you have Kittle and Debo and Ayuk and McCaffrey and all these guys out there, nobody's charting up defensive plays to stop duct tape Dwelly. It's just not going to happen. Now, total transactions for his career whenever he came in 2018, just with the Niners. Uh, 12 total transactions being released, practice squad, activated, released, practice squad, activated, 12 times. He's started 17 games, almost every game. Kittle's been injured. Dwelly has been the guy. Um, except for when we had Tyler Croft. He's played in 72 games, though. He signed back on a one-year, $1.7 million deal this year, 700000 guaranteed, which the Niners got pretty lucky because they got a, vest, a veteran exemption for him. So it only counts as 1.03 against the cap, uh, which is nice. And so that's going to drop it down. So it's really not even going to count against the cap at all. He has $152,000 in incentives this year. I went back and looked up his career earnings. And so if you're a roster bubble guy, undrafted free agent, he's made $4.4 million for his career. Half that's going to go to taxes, but not a bad earnings. And hopefully this year he could stick around and make some more. Now, what is his role with the team this year? Niners went out and drafted not one but two tight ends. One in the third round, Cameron Latu, and then one in the seventh round, but he's a gold helmet guy, Braden Willis. And we haven't got to either one of those two on the countdown, and I do believe both the rookie tight ends will play a bigger role this year than Ross Dwelly. However, I don't think Kyle Shanahan wants to rely on one or both of those rookies as their tight end two and three the first week month of the season. Dwelly's going to get some playing time. Now, will Dwelly make the 53-man roster? I don't think he does. However, I don't think anybody else in the NFL really wants Dwelly. So this is one of those sneaky plays where you can cut Dwelly whenever it's roster cut down time, bring him back to the practice squad and elevate him week one, week two, or you can do the same thing with Charlie Warner. And I think the Niners will do that. So even though I think Cameron Lawtu, he's going to be a lock to make the roster, Braden Willis, a little bit of outside shot, I think the 49ers would rather keep those two on the active 53-man roster, the initial 53-man, and then bring back and activate Dwelly. Even though Dwelly's not on the 53, I expect him to get more snaps in the first month of the season than both the rookies. Definitely more than one of those rookies. Now... Maybe he catches fire. Maybe he proves to be invaluable. Maybe he has very good connection with whoever is taking snaps at quarterback early. But I think he's going to continue to be his backup role. If Kyle Juszczyk gets hurt, maybe he gets called up instead of Jack Coletto. I doubt it. If Kittle gets hurt, maybe he gets called up instead of Warner, something along those lines. So while I don't think this is a sexy player, but we have him at 62. 
He's going to be playing at some point for the Niners this year. My guess would be probably three or more games. If I had to set the over-under, I'd set it at two and a half games appeared. And that's why Rod Swelly's 62. And it's been a credit that he's been able to stick with the 49ers. And the 49ers have rewarded him, given him that contract with $700,000 guaranteed. So hope he gets paid. Hope he gets some of those incentives. We'll see what he's got. And for us, we'll just keep counting him down. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. 